0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us, and
1: enjoy today's show. Thank you for joining us today for Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. ACT. We're always in this process, right, Rich, of acting. As leaders, we've got to take action. And there's lots of different kinds of actions to take, and we talk about all these different kinds of actions to take. It also stands for, as you, as a leader, change, and as you grow, and as you The word is really mature, as you do that, something happens to your culture. And this is that process of and cultural transformation. We're going to talk about the culture today. We're going to get into some really interesting things that perhaps in ways that you have not thought about it, different kinds of paradigms about how people think about culture in popular ways. The question really is, are these popular, perhaps even faddish ways, fashionable ways are they really getting you what you want? I mean, really, when you really take a critical thinking point of view about it, are they really getting you what you want, leaders, whether you be men, women? What is it? Are you really getting what you want? So let's get started here. Rich, let's open this up. Open this up for us, in fact. Tell us about what we're doing. Today is going to be,
0: I think we're going to raise some eyebrows today, Michael. I think we're going to you know, I'd like to see some of the comments, I, and I'm hoping people will comment on this. Uh, pot and you Use that. Leave us a message. But one thing we're going to talk about today, the primary thing we're going to talk about today, is using executive coaching as a retention piece and also a recruiting piece. Because we're, you know, we're here in Utah, right, Michael? And. We you know, have been here for quite a while. I've been here for, you know, born and raised. I've lived outside of Utah, but primarily most of my work experience has been right here in Utah. And as an executive in, you know, an FDA regulated company for 20 years, you know, I've seen the face of Utah change. It's changed quite a bit. And the reason being is it's growing exponentially. And a lot of that is because of the silicone slopes down in Lehigh. A lot of big tech industries moving in. It's been a great for the economy. It's really blown up. You know, Utah, Utah has become uh, probably the tech mecca of the world, it really. You know, it's taken over where San Francisco left off. And because of that, we're seeing a huge influx of people into Utah. Now, I remember when... Ten, less than 10 years ago, when you had a huge talent pool to choose from when you were doing your hiring and interviewing and finding those people to work for you, now it's changed. It's, it's completely changed. Now it's gotten to the point where it's very difficult to even get people to walk through your door. Utah has the strongest economy in the nation right now. And it has by far the largest job growth rate. While the nation is negative 3.4%, we have seen on average 3.3% since 19. We're even above post pandemic levels at this point. Even in the private sector, job growth rate is 4.3%. And with the second lowest unemployment rate in the United States at 2.5%, that creates an issue. It means we have far more jobs here in Utah than we do workers. And so it's it's creating a, an issue where we're seeing a lot of job hopping. The employee retention is a big deal. Finding employees and keeping those employees is a big deal. And so some of the things that we have seen organizations revert to, and I say revert to, because it almost seems, you know, I don't want to use the term childish because it's not, but it's it's something that is not really related to how the culture of that organization works, how their customers view, them, how them you know they're developing their employees, how what type of leadership development they're having. So we're seeing we're seeing some things to recruit employees, some perks, such as Zen rooms. On-site yoga sessions, uh, leather couches in the break room, uh, pool tables, coffee bars, fire pits so you can gather around, mics in the in the break room, open mics so you can have impromptu TED Talk style lunches. All these things, you know, and there's there's that can go on and on and on. There's there's Don't all the peanut butter
1: jelly bread. sandwiches, my friend.
0: Oh yeah, and the the peanut free butter, peanut jelly, butter and jelly, jelly sandwiches is, is is listed as a perk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. I love peanut butter. Me too. I, I got to tell you, the coolest perk, the coolest perk I've, I've heard, and this is actually a very cool one, is um, six months, six weeks, I'm sorry, six weeks paid maternity and paternity leave with a year's supply of diapers. Now, that that really is an, actually a pretty cool perk. But in the end, that is not what is going to keep your employees, that's not what's going to, you know, you might entice someone to walk to the door because they, they think, you know, they're going to hang out on a leather couch by a fire pit listening to TED Talk style uh, conversations during their break while they walk over to the gourmet coffee and soda bar. That might get a few people in, but I'll tell you what, it's not going to keep them. Employer retention and turnover is at an all time high. And you know what is the number one? Turnover, employees that are turning over, is leadership. Leadership is at an all-time turnover high, and why is that, Michael? I mean, we've been talking about this quite a bit. Why is that?
1: Let's stand back and let's take a look at this. Let's let's get a, a perhaps a different point of view. Okay. Um, you have all these perks. The front end is loaded with these perks, right? Yeah. And then on the other end, if you, you got people that are job hopping all over the place, they maybe stay there for two or three years, and then they go to a different Company, right? And they actually see that as a benefit. You know, because I got all this experience. I went to this company and went to this company and this company. You know, you you need to take a little bit deeper look at that. Because the front end, that what we're what we're talking about here and leading indicators is what are you putting out there as an enticement to bring people in to work for you? Got to take that, look at that real clearly here. May I help you with that? And then what is the lagging indicator, which is people leaving after two or three years, just jumping around, jumping around. So let's just take a look at this. Just just, just kind of erase your mind from, from the expectations of what it should be with the culture and all that, blah, blah, blah. What kind of a person, we're not just taking it out of the context of hiring an employee. What kind of a person would be interested in this? Just lifestyle, zen rooms, on-site yoga sessions, unlimited, unlimited PTO. Gourmet coffee bars, free peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, pool tables, foosball tables, hoverboards, leather couches in the break room, gas fire pits, open mics in the break room for TED Talks, as you've talked about, this paid return. Now, there's some some validity to that, but just take a look at this. It kind of starts feeling like this is a whole lot of jelly beans that we're offering, different sizes, different flavors, different colors. You know, new colors. We got a different color jelly bean. We got a different flavor color. But, you know, it's this time entic- enticement. Now, if you weren't thinking about it in terms of hiring an employee, if you were just thinking about it in terms of attracting some kind of person into your life, right? Who would that person be that would be attracted by this kind of stuff? Ask yourself. You might say, "Well, probably really a cool person. Yeah, real cool. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, maybe so, maybe so." Uh, does this sound like the kind of person that's going to work really hard? Does it sound like somebody who's really invested in working? Is somebody who's really invested in making a contribution to that company, to that organization, to making a real difference? If the first thing that they think of is the perks. So we've talked about this a little bit. And i are starting to make this kind of a distinction here. It's going to sound horrible. I know. Politically correct and all that stuff. Not so much. There, Are you hiring workers? come into your company, per, people that want to work, that love to be challenged, that love the problems, that love to solve problems, lead teams, dot, da da, da 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 Or are you hiring perkers? Workers Good Question. or perkers? Yeah. Because I tell you what, the workers will come in and they will work and they will serve you and your people and your organization. The perkers will come in and they will use your organization for their own benefit for their own self aggrandizement their own pleasures as you might say to make it work for them so here's the problem here's the real problem whenever people start something new it's always bright and new and shiny and exciting and wonderful and dazzling and sparkling it's all great and wonderful that's the way it is because it's kind of like our brain is fresh we're going to a new place and it's all great but as time passes on the old habits the old routines and they in that person's mind start to come back they start to emerge you start seeing them how they really are how they really behave how they really manage themselves and motivate themselves you also start seeing how they relate to other people and you've got a list there i'm gonna have you read that list if it's handy about what people feel about being overworked and underappreciated okay, I'm gonna have you do that how do they get to the the, the spark d- dazzling wonderful person to now yeah well i have to leave and, and you'll notice Now, when these folks leave, they leave very timely. They're almost, Mm -hmm. their their timing is almost impeccable to get out. They know when to get out before it gets too bad for them. And then they don't have a good resume. They don't have good restaurants and all that kind of stuff. What you want to start noticing is this. The people that are enticed by these kind of perks are the people that soon get stressed, overwrought, distraught, start calling drama, getting offended, getting all worked up about all those are the same people. Now, let me put it in a different context for you. You meet somebody who's wonderful, you're dating. They are just amazing people. They are just so together, so good, so kind. They're just like, oh, this is it. But then as time passes on, you're not feeling it so much. You're starting to feel like... I don't know if I really feel good around this person, the things that they say to me, the way they treat me. At first it was really good, but now it's starting to feel a little creepy, and I'm feeling bad about myself, and I don't feel so good. I'm dying. No, think about it. We all know that. That's the narcissist. There's a narcissist, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever friend, right? There's that person that just kind of uses you and uses you out and then moves on. That's what they do. Use you, move on. Is there a pattern we're starting to see here? You know what I'm saying? And so what we want to start noticing is this. We don't talk about this so much. We talk about narcissistic leaders. And that's a big deal. I mean, narcissistic leaders can cause a lot of damage. Absolutely. But yeah. you know what? There's also narcissistic employees. And they can cause a lot of damage. If you And you may be inadvertently, unwittingly, innocently, Attracting the narcissistic leaders, not leaders, but rather employees, the perkers who are going to come into your organization, get what they can out of it, enjoy the pleasure, be all shiny and sparkling, wonderful for what? And then they start going downhill and then they'll jump your ship to go to somebody else's. In the meantime, you're going, What the crap just happened yeah. here to our organization? What's all this? I mean, I'm dealing with an organization now where that's exactly what happened. What the crap did they leave here? Just is just terrible. So, leaders. When you're dealing with that, let's be very honest. This is going to be brutal. You have been told that this kind of enticement to bring in the best people is the way that it works. Rich and I are here to tell you that formula to bring people into your organization and this culture and all this kind of stuff is a crazy maker. It will make the, tem- than- the temporary fix. It tem- is a bad aid the temporary employee. They are, in fact, ter- te- they are serial job hunters. Now, yeah, I want to I want to jump in here real quick because, in in
0: reality, these perks are not bad perks, but they should be put. They should become the secondary part of you working there. The bonuses for working there. In context, they should be put in context. Yes, but and um, the number one reason. The number one reason and we know this for employees who leave companies. Are not because they get, grow tired of all these perks, it's poor leadership, it's lack of development, it's lack of appreciation, lack of encouraging them to be inclusive and joining in in the culture. Culture starts day one, Michael. It starts day one. Now, when you when you walk into your job and we've all we've all been there, okay, we've all started day one. Now that day one is so important because are you gonna go home and tell your family, well, I have a six by six cubicle, but I I get to go sit on a leather couch at break. Or are you going to go home and tell your company, man? It's it's they're going to start develop developing me as a leader. I'm going to have a coach. I'm going to have somebody who's going to take me along the ways, and I'm going to I belong to this great organization that cares about me. They want to include me they want me, they they love my ideas and they want to know now on the other hand you talked about this what happens when there's not leadership development when we're not developing our employees you start to see them being overworked overstressed they start the you know, the they do start do. to be, feel negative about themselves they they start to feel like they can't contribute because everything they contribute is not being appreciated and the leaders are caught in the same trap the leaders are caught in the same trap Leaders, leadership is the number one turnover right now. Right. Not the employees,
1: the number one turnover is in leadership. And it starts with, it starts, you hire people according to the culture you have created. Because what you're looking for is who's going to match our culture. Right. See, that's the problem. If leaders are misdirected, are the, if they're misled, if they're not seeing things correctly, they will create a misconnection in terms of the culture. Therefore, they will keep hiring people into their culture that matches the culture, because that's the big thing. I wonder, going to fit in with us? But if the culture is wrong, if this culture is enticing this kind of perker, then you're going to cons- you're going to keep developing the same result again and again and again and again, and that's the problem. It is. You're right. It is with. Le- it begins with leadership. Yes, and maybe that need it needs to be corrected here is the way the leaders are seeing the opportunity not only in the culture, but in the workforce itself. Because until they get disabused of that, this delusion that they have, this misunderstanding of what it is, that's going to continue. And eventually what happens is they may be doing great today, but at some point, those kind of, those kind of cultures eat themselves. They collapse in on right. themselves. They cannot yep. sustain themselves yep. because
0: it's not real. Because they can't, they don't have the ability to change. That change leadership is important. It's what keeps them going uh, through the future. Now, here's the thing: is leadership development is absolutely critical for emerging leaders and current leaders nowadays because the the rules essentially have changed. Twenty twenty changed everything for us. You have to be able to to understand what change leadership's about. You've got to be develop those leadership skills and understand where those leadership skills come from. Not just, I'm going to go out there and read a book and and, and I'm going to improve my communication skills. No, that's not how it's done. You need a coach, just like any athlete, just like anybody out there. Some of these CEOs that are and an executive leaders in the world who are the rock stars, they've all had coaches. They didn't, they've all got coaches. Now, I was talking to John Matone the other day, Michael, and we we both know he's the world's number one executive coach and motivational speaker. He's the world's leading authority on intelligent leadership. He said that within five years, we are going to see a shift to where every leader out there and executive uh, wanting to perform and be successful will have a coach. It'll be an absolute necessity because those are the ones that are going to be able to move their organizations to the next level. Harvard Business Review states the same thing. Companies who have a culture of coaching and invest in their leaders and developing their leaders with an executive coach. And I'm not talking internal coaches. I'm not talking someone that's gonna go in there, bring a group in at a time into the break room or or a conference room and show them a PowerPoint slide. I'm talking executive coaching one-on-one journeys. That's going to help these leaders get to that next level. It's going to help them understand who they are and how they need to get there, where they're currently at. Now, all these, no, don't get me wrong. All these other things are wonderful that the company is invested for their employees. It really is. But it should never, ever be used as a recruiting piece or a retention piece. They're simply... Breakroom bonuses—I don't know what else to call them. You know, they're—they're they're simply perks of the breakroom. That is not culture. That is not work. That is not developing an organization and harnessing the skills, talents, and energy of your employees to make it better as a whole. That has to be the focus. And if it's not the focus, you're going to be one of those seventy-five percent. Yeah, you know, the organizations right now who are failing because they can't move with change, leadership. They don't understand it. They don't
1: understand what a true culture is and how to build that. And what it starts you just described here. Let's put it a little bit different spin on it. This is a comfort culture. Yes, which is very different than an innovative culture. Absolutely, they're two different. Doesn't mean that in your innovative culture, which is a very, very high level of cooperation and collaboration and synergy and, and you know, synthetic kinds of thinking that in, uh, innovation level that can have some level of obviously, if you know being able to take a break and all that kind of stuff, just kind of that comfort stuff. But it is not centered on the comfort culture. It is centered on a very dynamic, changing, yeah. ever growing, ever learning culture. That yeah. keeps people moving forward. And because the people are moving forward, the organization and the company moves forward. You cannot get that in a comfort culture. Right. That's, that's well, a downhill thing. And
0: here, here's the thing. This
1: generation, these generations
0: that are coming up through the workforce now, future leaders, the ones that are going to be the legacy leaders moving, going forward, the millennials, Gen Z, they want to be heard. They want to be developed. They want to. Yeah. Man, there's so much skill, so much talent out there and, and intelligence. And, you know, they want they want to be heard. And you know what? That's more important to them than making the money. It really is. If you talk to them, you sit down and talk to them, they want to contribute. They want to be able to take what they learn, the knowledge they have,
1: and contribute to the company and make it bigger. That's right. That's Trinity, what they want to do. Unity that not only the company can grow into and others can grow into, they can grow into. That's that win-win mindset. You know. Now here's the
0: trick. Here's the trick for these leaders and the leaders that are listening to us. It's not about the skill. It's not about the talent. It's not about the knowledge. It's taking those that all these young, this young generation coming up through and developing heart Performance, you know, it's just like performance versus potential. Performance is past. Performance is a past number. What you need to develop in them is the potential, their potential going forward, their heart. It's not the talent, talent and skills and stuff like that. That's performance. Potential is their heart. Potential is what you have to develop. And if
1: you lack confusion about that, there's confusion about that. There is the sense of the heart that cares, the heart that, wants to comfort others the company you know, the, the the heart that you know reaches out to other people there's that kind of heart the caring heart but there's also the the heart of being courageous the yes. heart of carrying on the car, the heart of stamina the heart of persisting and persevering to get across the line and win not just for yourself but for the others as well you bring your people with you that's the kind of heart we're talking about yeah along with the caring heart that's important too but it's that heart that sustains, that keeps going through difficult things.
0: Yeah. Now, here's here's the kicker, too, is Utah. We're in Utah, Mike, Michael. And we're talking a lot about what's going on here at home. Utah has a heritage of hard work, perseverance, getting to that next level, being innovative, overcoming obstacles. Now, Utah is not only the youngest state in the union, it also has by capita per capita, the youngest population. Now, that population is coming up through the ranks. It's gonna grow. Those are our next leaders. Those are our next people who are gonna step into these positions and move forward. So what kind of legacy are these leaders gonna leave for them? If, you know, is it a leather couch? You know, leather, or is it, you know, the springs might be popping up through that leather couch by then, who knows? You know that pool table might be warped. You, know, you so- know,
1: despite all that you say, that that gourmet coffee cup, man, that was a that was an amazing experience. You know, it
0: it, it was, but <laughs> that's not going to sustain you. It simply <laughs> is not. Get me through the day. <laughs> yeah. So what do we got? What do we have to leave for our folks today?
1: Listen, folks, uh, we are glad that you came. you are glad that you joined us here today at any time, whether it's live or it's watching afterwards. We're very appreciative. We're grateful that you take the time out of your very busy days to kind of get a little bit of what it is that we've got to offer you here. And so one of the things we want to do to offer you, to give you the opportunity to find out what kind of a leader are you really? Not what you think you are, not kind of what you believe you are, but get an analysis that is based upon 12,000 people leaders, over 500 CEOs, leading big companies that have taken this assessment. So we've got this amazing data that we can take a look at you and say, this is fundamentally how you work. This is how well you're working in that. And we can also show you what's the best ways for you to develop your leadership. And, it's, and it's, it's, it'll be an amazing discussion that you have with us. But you first got to go and get what we call the MLEI, the Matone Leadership Enneagram Inventory. You need to get that and then have a conversation with us. Only by having this can you have this opportunity to start getting a new insight into you. And as Rich was saying, you can't do it alone. You actually need somebody who's outside the fish tank to help you see it in new ways, to give you those kind of observations, ask those kind of questions, to start moving you in new directions of your own growth, your own development as a leader. So that would be what we invite you to do. Sign up for that. We'll give it to you at no cost. It will, the, the, the the coaching session, we'll give it to you at no cost. Uh, we actually charge a lot of money for this. But in this case, what we're doing, we're saying, let's give this to you as, as a way to start a conversation up. That's what I'd say. I'd invite you folks, take that, and let's get the conversation going so that you can see, how do I truly, truly become the best leader I can be?
0: Excellent. Now, where do we find that MLEI? Mainline Leaders Actilec dot com, Mainline Leaders I L E C dot com. Go to our website and click on the link where you want to take this assessment, and we'll schedule a time to go over that with you. And quite frankly, what do you have? What do you? What do you have to lose? It takes twenty minutes.
1: You can find twenty minutes. Yeah, that twenty minutes plus that hour with us talking to you. I'm telling you, it could absolutely change your life for the rest of your life. And start you down a journey with
0: us that could be change everything you know about leadership and your organization. There you go. A lot better. Folks, once again, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your your support. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate you being here with us. So if you have anything else you want to discuss with us. Podbox.com. It's a new thing we're using. Uh go to podbox.com slash mainline executive coaching act. Leave us a message. And it's a live message. You can talk on this and tell us whatever you want, and we're gonna we're gonna answer that. So once again, have a great day. Take care, and we will see you next time on mainline executive coaching ACT.
1: All the best, friends. Bye-bye. With all of the
0: issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, coaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.